So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Uh, I'm Tyler. And I'm Ash. And we are Guilt. And we're going to ask them some questions today about the new EP, Conceit. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Really, I mean, it's... We're a DIY band that said we're going to Europe, so... True. It's pretty, pretty a slam dunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> pretty, pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking about that. We, we talked about back in, what, December? And you guys were like, yeah, we're going to the UK. I'm like, there's no fucking way they're going to the UK. Yeah. And, they, and then you're going to the fucking UK, so that's sick. It's like, crazy. I've had family members reach out to me who I haven't even really spoken to. They're like, you're going over where? Are you prepared? And I'm like, no. <laughs> No. no. <laughs> Figure it out. Do you have your passport? Yes. Yeah. Other than that, no, no I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know anything about music, so they think we just found out today ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we announced that our manager just told us, like, by the way, yeah. we were like, oh like, my god. Oh my god. It's crazy. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> so I guess that was like the bigger, bigger announcement for you guys. The EP was just like, oh, by the way. Oh no. I mean, it's like, you know. You know what it's like when you're in a band. You, oh, of course. On, on the music the for like a million years. And like every day I have to run the Twitter, right? So every day I'm just like, I just want to tweet the lyrics because I really like them, but mm-hmm. nobody knows them yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's uh, it's hard to talk about the EP until it's out. And then people will know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? yeah me, me, okay it's me. Yeah. um <laughs> uh <laughs> conceit um it's it's a literary uh term or it's like a theater thing i think um but it's uh it's like uh metaphors basically metaphors and also you know it's the double entendre of the like the emotion of being conceited and this is uh we realized through the writing process that a lot of this was tackling um a very specific uh grieving process um from just band conversations we were having about stuff that's going on in Ash's life, not to like, you know, take that story and tell it for you. So I'm going to skirt around any details, but okay, uh, I'll pick up the, okay, pick yeah. up the remainder. Um, <laughs> but so uh, it's, it's a lot angrier than our other stuff. I think our other stuff was a lot uh, more just like pensive. It was me. It was me being like, whoa, whoa is the life of a poet, you know? And <laughs> now it was just like, oh man, real people die. This is terrible. Yeah. And then, uh, so I thought the double entendre was fitting. Yeah, like a lot of uh, the writing process, you know, like like you are, Tyler's very good at doing the double entendres thing. Like, like things have multiple meanings. Songs have like multiple meanings. It's never like the one thing guilt is like, we are never going to write, ooh, baby girl, I love you song. Because like that's Aww. straightforward. Like maybe once, but like. Okay, okay good, good, good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> when you need but, a radio hit. When do yeah. we get our edge here and collab? Well, like the- <laughs> I need it. I need it. <laughs> Honestly. But the thing is, is that like uh, the song Mirror on the last EP um, is just an overall general sense of like loss of a close, familiar thing um, that you had in your life. And, you know, especially dealing with like a parent or something, you know, something like that. But we also saw that someone put that song specifically on a playlist, um, titled hardcore dudes when their girlfriend doesn't text back. So it's like, people can put different meetings to these things. The thing about all of this is that like, you know, it is about like grief and grieving the loss of, um, 
you know, I lost my dad and that was very, a big changing moment in my life. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of intricate, complex feelings and situations that you get into because of that. Um, and, you know, especially with my situation, my dad was, uh, I, I would say a public figure to an extent around here, a local, a very, very well-known local um, artist. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make us sound like an industry plant. I know. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a lot of things about that grieving process was a lot different than, you know, being mm-hmm. able to like mourn to myself and yeah. you know, in a close space. Um, and it opened up a lot of doors to just seeing how other people react to loss. And um, like Tyler said, we got a lot angrier because a lot of people really kind of show their true colors. Yeah. Uh, so can you guys tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Um, I was working on songs because i i don't stop working on songs and um what what song is it um is it tools yeah oh yeah duh um i was working on these lyrics and we, i think we had just gotten back from a run and i was like showing ash the lyrics and it was about biting your nails down and ash is like this is crazy because my dad his nails like that's a character trait about him Mm -hmm. did you remember us talking about that and I was like I mean maybe my subconscious did but like we've lived in a van together for so long and this has been such a big kind of like overarching thing that's been going on I mean therefore in both of our lives Mm -hmm. the writing process is like I'm I'm making music and all I'm thinking about are conversations that we've been having and it's just like directly bleeding into it um and that's that's how every song got made. It was just like, hey, I wrote some music and then we would have a conversation about what the lyrics, like what the loose lyric ideas were. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, can we throw a breakdown in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like I we we were never like a hardcore band and we've been touring long enough that um I don't know if you know this in florida hardcore and like emo as it were like as defined as like bands that sound like they really hope counterintuitive signs them Um, (laughs) groups of people just don't interact in like oh you know in like jersey you're gonna Mm -hmm. have you know a twinkle band and a scrams band and a grind band and and you're gonna have them all in the same bill and it's gonna be super sick that is not like that Yeah. yeah so like we we avoided or like just were not part of like the heavier scene for a long time because it's full of republicans yeah. um, Ooh. but uh we started getting into it more because ash was like you know grew up on metal cord and was like can we please and i was like okay I, I'll, I'll do some homework <laughs> well that was the yeah. funny thing is that you would bring me like the skeleton of a song and be like okay now here's where the breakdown goes and you'd be like like how breakdown you're like pit call counting what do words here I don't know. so like a 2010s fucking metalcore breakdown where it's like something open- something derogatory against women and then the fucking <laughs> breakdown just kicks <laughs> in and you're like boom 
we were in Orlando and we were hanging out at our touring base at the time, Griffin's house, mm-hmm. and they had pulled up the issues cover of Boyfriend, <laughs> how they did the entire song, just like how whatever Boyfriend's done. And then at the end, just started straight up being misogynistic on their own terms. Like, wrote oh my God. Lyrics, and it was like breakdown time. So yeah, very much so. Like that. that. Minus mm-hmm. the misogyny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Some some of these lyrics are about people who are still alive, <laughs> and I need to be real careful with what I choose. Yeah, you go first. Oh, okay. Well, I think by f- so it's the opening. Uh, lyric to Amethyst um, and it's you think I'd be bitter towards the water for all the times I almost drowned and that line even our manager has always just been like this is that line that hits you so hard once yeah and every time I think about it you know the meaning behind it is like you know you think you think I'd hate everything around me for how much it's going against me um, but then the next line is, but the measure of a strong swimmer is how long they can stay down. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I can't swim, but I think, I think the okay. thing, yeah, I think the thing about it is that I definitely, um, I like that it's, it's very much so a hopeful lyric. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of hope in it that, you know, there's going to be a lot of things going against you, but, um, it's, it's nice to know that your resilience is what you can hold on to. Wow. Yeah, that's a very good lyric. Yeah. All right. Do I give the answer that is safe in case anyone hears this, or do I give my real answer? You just get 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 all kinds of give right, your real cool. answer. Um. So we have a, a really blasty part in one of it. It's, it's it's I was like, please let's put blast beats, and um, it's just screaming, and it's um carcass full, no crawl space, uh, and. I, I didn't like like we were talking about like breakdowns you know like you you, you have to like just say something mean about somebody right and mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the line before that is like spine displaced and I was like oh it's like you're telling someone they have no spine but like I you know we said it in a like a typically poetic way so nobody's gonna understand that this is just being like I, I'm not I, I can't say a curse word but you know um, <laughs> but like swear. the the carcass full thing to me was like when we were at the height of talking about a lot of the topics that this is about uh like Ash said their dad's a public figure and seeing the way that uh the minute they passed everyone was just like did you know that I knew him did you know that I knew him oh, yeah and so yeah. to me the the thing is just like carcass full like stop trying to like get inside of the body and parade it around like you like you knew it's just that was one of them really like direct angry lines Mm -hmm. that uh, usually is not something I would make and is only because we were having like intense conversations about it at the time Mm -hmm. all right okay and now we will not show this to anybody (laughs) (laughs) god Um, that's that's disgusting that they would do that yeah I mean people do that all the time yeah it's understandable yeah it is it like it is i to to be respectful whenever someone um 
whenever you see someone lose someone very close to them that you're not particularly too close to, I've always been like, it really shows to me how respectful people can be about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even with other loss that we've dealt with in our life, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, like Tyler said, people just trying to really make it about them. And it's like, it's not about you right now. Exactly. I I saw, um, what was it? Taylor Hawkins just died. Right. And uh, I saw somebody posting on the timeline, who was it does have some whatever celebrity but they were like i met him once and they told a story about meeting him and the, the way that it affected them and they're like but at the end of the day i met him once and they mm. so they, it's like they respectfully said something that was very nice but then yeah. made sure to curtail it by being like my experience was limited and i think there's a way mm-hmm. to even when somebody you're not particularly close to is gone it, you can still be affected by it and talk about it, but there's a real fine line between that and trying to get something out of saying, you know, somebody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, so you guys definitely did touch on this, like when we're talking about cover art and title, but if you would like to go more in depth, you can, where was your headspace at while you guys were uh, writing the CP? <laughs> Bad. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, this is the second time we've recorded with Lee and been in the studio space with Lee and kind of been like, we didn't live in the studio, although we did ask many, many different times, Hey, can we, can we, and we was like, I, please, I need to go home. I need to go sleep. <laughs> um, but it's interesting Lee seeing us then and now and being like, Oh, wow. Are y'all okay? Do y'all need a hug? Oh, and we were oh, like, wow. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Big group hug, everyone. Let's get it in. Come on. Yeah. Big group hug. Yeah. Bad. I, yeah. I personally, I feel like I was at my peak of really poetic stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, I can feel for Ash as much as, you know, possible. But I feel like there's a line where, like, the particulars of the pain aren't mine. So I took what I could from it and I focused a lot on like my experience, like my dad is a pastor. So I was, I'm always thinking about religious motifs a lot. And I threw a lot of that in there mm-hmm. for myself. And so I was in a very like heady space, but also, you know, we're working with different people and we're also working on really sensitive material with new people. And so I was all, I also kind of felt like I was like curating an energy, trying to keep everybody like playing nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. What? I, I do want to bring up the, the, the collaborations and whatnot, because you guys have five, five people, there's five <laughs> tracks, five people, one for each song. And, um, you're also, you're touching on very personal topics. So what, what was that process like and kind of letting these people in and were the songs completely written or did they kind of have a hand in the writing process? I wrote all of their lines for okay. them. And okay. then we went through, like, we basically just pulled out our phones and we were like, who do we like? And we, we whittled down a list of, from like, you know, who are our friends to like, who are our friends that we think can do this really well and are going to add something, you know, to the song. that's not just like, oh, look, we know this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, flex. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. when we have to play them live it's miserably hard oh my god i literally when we were playing amethyst live i was like i did not think this through (laughs) i did not i i love being a vocalist um 
rapping, doing scream rap of something I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely I cannot do it as well as Shaolin does it. That's for sure. So yeah. we have to break up Carson's part between the two of us because Carson must have like two sets of lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. being like in the Dow Boys and playing any of the instruments, much less like doing Carson's vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Oof. All right. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play in the car with friends, start with headphones on? Should they bless at a party, work out to it? What do you personally recommend? I, I, I think this time, I think headphones might be because like, I think the thing I always like about music is like being completely surrounded and enveloped in a thing. Mm-hmm. And because this is, I've always like, oh, ag- aggressive music, like in my ear, like directly in my, I mean, I have hearing loss, but like directly in my ears, um, yeah. I'm always like a hit or miss with that. But I feel like for this, because it's an entire theme of a feeling and of a part of life, I think it's really important to absorb all of that just directly mm-hmm. rather than you know, playing it on your speakers or whatever and being like, yeah, or like, especially not at a party. I've, our musical, I <laughs> never. <laughs> no. No, not a party band. No, no. no. We do until other. you make that one Hey Girl song. Until then. Until then. I've listened to this thing, you know, since I was making the demos. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened to it in a lot of settings. Uh, I've listened to it a lot at the gym, but also I don't need like fully aggressive music at the gym. And I feel like a lot of people do. I think my favorite place to listen to it was when I was opening at work. I had about an hour before customers would come in and I was yeah. just talking. And it's that that period of the day where like you're awake and alert, but you're emotionally bracing for you know, six to eight hours of customer service. Mm-hmm. So you're thinky, but you're about to be really angry. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. the, the trip that it takes you on for that, it's like, it's just enough to pay attention to. It's not background music. It's not just like really like steady, but uh, it does like pick up and then it gets you into the zone. That's, that was my favorite like time to listen to it before I quit that job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Good. Okay. Good. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm glad you quit that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe the CP for new listeners in three words. Both have to do it as fast as you can. Uh super angry buds. That's great. <laughs> okay. I love that. Yeah, that's a bad name. True. <laughs> Yeah, I, for some reason, my brain started thinking about PJ Masks, like the kid shows me that my brain went somewhere completely different. I was like, I know we're angry, super angry. Ooh. But buddies, we're friends. Besties. I just don't even understand what just happened. So, okay, you're through with stuff. Post hardcore revival. Oh. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Actually, there we go. All right. Actually, I like Ash is better, just in a way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, like mine is like a generic music description. Ash has actually had a personality to it. Yeah. It's balance. It's balance. Yeah, which is honestly the, the, about the dynamic we have in general. Yeah. <laughs> Super angry. At some point, Super Ash said, we're pinky in the brain. And I was like, uh, <gasps> yeah. I get, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. 
so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? It go. It, I mean, it moves around a lot, like I said, but uh, like, I I hope on this one people get into the the rhythms a lot more. Even though I'm really proud of the lyrics and um, the words are important to both of us, I I really like the like even the vocal cadence and delivery, uh, the rhythm of that and the rhythm of the instrumentals. I hope people enjoy that element of it and that's it's i hope it's a vibe it's a vibe (laughs) all right yeah i think the the last ep we put out was like oh like i'm taking over his vocals we did the two Mm -hmm. remix tracks and everything and i think this time the instruments really shine in this as like well um yeah and i think I also want people to be like, oh, I'm getting a heavy vibe. Like, I'm feeling like this is like, I like to just put on heavy music to not um, even think about what they're saying. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I just am like, I'm just, I cannot listen to Aaliyah right now. I'm a little too angry. So I'm like, I need to turn on like spite or something. And I just want people to be like, I am feeling this like release of being like, I just want to. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. All right. Uh, where before we move on to the next question, I keep seeing a cat I'm in the background. The I'm not thing. sure. I'm not sure if we met so them yet, but I'd love to meet them. Last time we were at, at my place, and you mm-hmm. saw the two dogs, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah dogs. Yeah. We so want to meet the cat this time. Ash has two cats. We have two cats. <gasps> oh shit. Cats. Um, Are we able to meet both of them, or just the the one that's no, the been running around? Fun. Yeah. So we can. Meet oh, both. This, is, this is a little baby. She's oh. a little. She's, she's a little so baby. She's um walking around and just she's meowing and I kept looking at her like because I've been changing things around in the house a little bit so she's just curious about certain things and then the other yeah, what's one her name? oh her name is Soot and uh Soot. Nice to meet Soot. Soot. be careful with this guy he's ancient his name is Char and he only has three legs hi Char oh, hi Char yeah he's a- Ash has this whole fire type gym leader vibe going in the house which I was gonna say they're obviously a ghost type trainer <laughs> <laughs> I literally that like, wasn't a I swear to you that was not a death joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're a lot of purple. I got you. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I, oh, I really it's okay. Oh, well, it's strike that it's it's funny because that's another part of grieving is that <laughs> there's a lot of like people will say things or to me even or just to us and won't even realize it, and then they'll do the ah oh, shoot, yeah. Like I literally, I had someone specifically talk about like like a, a a father who had passed away, and I was like sitting there like, and they're like, haha, right? But that's like not ever gonna happen. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> oof, jeez, worst timing, yeah, God, dude, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, so I got so I have two cats. Um, those are these are my. He was a stray. Char was a stray. She was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? (laughs) So Um, true. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I also, my partner has a um, pet rabbit. So the rabbit is actually on the cover art of the single animal. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Luna. Nice. Mm -hmm. Full circle. Oh, my goodness. All coming together. Yes. I love it. Animal, animal tree. The guilt of, yep. Anyways, (laughs) that's perfect. (laughs) 
We just went to Disney. Anyhow, please ask us questions about sad things. Of course. That that's <laughs> okay, our job. Moving on. <laughs> this is this is you. Did we do certain feeling? We did. Okay. Yeah. That's my bad. Sorry. We're gonna have to cut that <laughs> we part got out. Yeah. We got sidetracked with the animals. We did. It, we it did. Happens Corey was like, before we move on, I was like, oh, that just means it's Glory's turn. <laughs> 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 um so uh what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this ep uh if any we actually made a playlist um but uh i know when i was um coaching ash to do vocals really specifically in the hardcore manner that i'm into that mm-hmm. as a metalcore kid they weren't into yeah um, have mercy songs to scream at the sun you know that record that shame? I, have, shame. you said have mercy right yeah 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 no, I saw, have yeah. Heart. what have have heart oh no yeah no is, i uh, talk about your head yeah i was like i know have mercy <laughs> i have no I, that i heard have mercy no i have no idea what you're talking about my bad <laughs> okay so it's it's like the definition of post-hardcore it's i i was mm-hmm. yeah so um like specifically the vocal delivery has a lot of those hardcore style vocals. And that's also what we were talking to Lee about when we were doing mixing. Um, also like Loathe. For... We were listening to so much Loathe. Yes. Yeah. And when we were talking to Lee about it, we were like, this is what the bass like frequency should, like it should be this beat downy. Like we, we want people to be smothered in bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? You know, well, you know, we're at Bucky's. I know. So. I'm like, I'm at Bucky's. <laughs> yeah. Can I have two snacks? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Big spender over here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't go broke. Of, yeah. Listen, <laughs> go out. Listen, I'm going for it all. Uh, a can of green beans has become my new best friend. They don't Be- sell that at Bucky's. What? Yes, they do. That seems really? like something they would sell at Bucky's. You just wait. You're worried if, if if they sell it at Bucky's. I'm worried about you. You eat just a can of green beans. Can we can we unpack this? Why? Wait, how so, did that? Wait, wait, how did that start? Did you? Was it just in the pantry? And you're like, oh, we don't have any food, so I'm just gonna yeah. eat a can of green beans. When, when the band started, we would stay at Walmart's overnight a lot, and so I think Ash got used to eating canned goods. I was Is that so a thing. Tired. You can yeah. do that. I was so tired of eating Walmart sushi that had been there all day and being like, oh, oh this sushi. is because it was the like bar. they hop bar would be closed when we go to park at the Walmart for the night. It would be oh, mm-hmm. nothing Sorry. there. Sleep for dinner, breakfast hot bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, so a can of green beans and um the Bucky's uh beaver nuggets. I I I have unhinged food takes, so that's that's, that's that. It's not unhinged. It's just bougie. Anyhow, you know, when you're on tour, that is a little bougie. Yeah, like, I those mean, things aren't cheap. Does that not like stink up like the van at all? I eat it very. Are you quickly. really worried about the can of green beans stinking up the van? I'm just worried about the can of green beans. Oh, I'm I just, worried about I, the van. About the five musicians who haven't taken a shower in a week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about the van. Oh my god. I, I like. I'll, I'll, I'll get a can opener. I, well, I'll now I'll bring one with me because I usually buy one and be like, I didn't bring one for some reason. I'll open it. Mm-hmm. I'll put some salt in there and eat some cold green beans and then throw out the can and we're good for the night. Anyway. <laughs> 
I'm concerned. Yeah, Tyler, I, as should, a fan, you, as a friend, I'm worried about it. Tyler, you should you should start talking soon because we're gonna just gonna keep berating Ash for these After green all these years greens. of being the tour mom and being like it used to be when we would stop at the Walmart, you know, Ash would get whatever junk food or whatever, or and, and everyone else would you know get junk food, and I'd be I'd be like, guys, I got some baby carrots. Does anyone want some? <laughs> and they'd be like, no, and I'd be like we're gonna have some. Yeah. So, I'm happy when I see one of my children getting vegetables. <laughs> um, so we stop at the Bucky's and most likely I will not get anything because I try to spend as little money as possible. And, and also um, having hunger pains keeps me awake longer when I need to drive. I get that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, if I am going to get food real easy, I get the big cup because, you know, it's the big cup and it's the best value. And it's oh, about gosh. 65% Bucky's brand, uh, the black peach tea. And mm. the rest of it is uh, Arnold Palmer, which they have on oh, there. Phenomenal. Yeah. And then uh, you just grab the pulled pork sandwich and uh, yeah, nice and easy. That's pretty uh-huh. good. That's pretty yeah. Good. And uh, hopefully I don't eat. And then we get to stop at like a vegan food truck and I've saved money throughout the day and I get to eat like one cool meal. One cool it's good that would be cool yeah mm-hmm. uh so for the last couple of questions we're going to shift away from music so if you could switch lives with any celebrity for a day who would it be and why Ooh. we're testing um, out new questions on you guys Ooh, wait i mean my immediate answer was just courtney from spirit box i'd just be like can i just mm-hmm. look as cool as you mm-hmm. but now i'm like wait let me i just saw them live she looked so fucking cool on stage. I just see so many. Where'd you see them? I saw them on the Under Oath tour in New Jersey. So I saw them when Will Ramos. Will. You saw that? Yes, I did. I saw everyone on Twitter talking about it. I was so upset. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, <laughs> I was there. I was like, holy fuck. She was like, you know, there's someone that's been, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to come tonight. And then it was like, Will, you're going to have to work for your guest list. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck do you mean he's got to work for his guest list? <laughs> I am freaking crying. That's okay. That was going to be my other answer. I was like, I'd also switch live with Will. Will, Will Ramos. Because cool. I just want to sound like Will. Like, I Which would just, uh, Lorna Shore. Mm-hmm. Is that a band? Yes, it's the one <gasps> I showed you with the intent. <laughs> I was messing around on that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, Glory oh fucking knows. <laughs> I mean, we spoke to him for like half an hour. <laughs> But like um the you know the one with the intense breakdown with the the one I showed to you the, the hellfire end. fucking great song yeah mm-hmm. with the yeah that's that's who I would switch sides with I think um wow cool. just yeah I saw that video I was like uh, don't you wish you were there I was there I hope they do it again just for you they just asked this question because they knew what you were going to say about <laughs> the flex yeah. no 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 yeah. you set me up for the flex when you brought up yeah. spirit box. <laughs> And set you up for the. Bill's gonna be on the on the podcast. Mm, what metalcore band do you wish you could have seen? <laughs> we interviewed all of those. <laughs> we, we, none of, we were on stage. <laughs> I did Holy Roller with fucking Courtney from Spirit Fox. It was crazy. God. Um, I I have pivot when, okay. when i was oh. slightly younger um i got diagnosed with obsessive compulsive personality disorder and i walked into the therapist and i was like here's my dossier on me and here's everything that's going on the only thing i'm not sure of is do you think that there's narcissism in it and she was like i think the fact that you're concerned about that means it's probably not narcissism and i was like okay that's good to know 
Um, but I'm still going to keep an eye on it. So I had this tweet when I started running the guilt Twitter and I really thought about it. All I really want from my life is success. Like I, I want the thing that I'm doing to go well. And yeah. my, my dad's like, you want money? I was like, no, I want to be able to like pay my bills and like stop at gas stations and eat food sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was really thinking about it. And the th- a thing that I think keeps me from being a super villain is that I only want my success. And I don't know if it's narcissism because it seems kind of like, it's like, I, I want to like win on my terms. There's no celebrity that I would want their life because I would just be like, this is somebody else's victory. Like, I don't, mm. why would I be envious mm. of that? Fair I enough. Want wow. My Fair success. Enough. That's, a, that's a good answer. Yeah. I a, didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Yeah, when you, you said you, pivot, I just thought you were going to be like, I want to be Adam Sandler for the day. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, that's God. A, nobody that's wants a, to be Adam Sandler. That's a questionable Peter pick, but all right. Little Nikki. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, any most points in my life before now, I would have picked them. <laughs> fair enough. All that's right. Fair, that's fair. But so, hot take time. What is one hill that you would die on? You guys, you guys are on Twitter, man. You guys got to have hot takes. Oh, I, mean, I had a hot take that almost got us bad canceled. <laughs> Wait, what was it? We can dig into that, but what's yeah. yours? Because you only have nice things. Wait, to was say. it the NFT tweet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah, I saw it, and I was like. They kind of, yeah, you, you have a point. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I would love to, to actually die a lot. Cause every time I talk about it in person with someone, they're like true though. Yeah. So my, my take is mm-hmm. that bands nowadays being like, we're never going to do NFTs. Like I would yeah. quit music is the same thing as bands like 10 years ago. would be like, we would never put our music on streaming. Like we yeah. would never. And it's like, you don't want to, mm-hmm. but if it becomes a part of the, industry and like the only way for you to be like known and succeed mm-hmm. most bands are cowards like they don't actually have you know the the moral backbone that they like to pretend that they do and mm-hmm. even if they do we live in a society so yeah. you know you either you know have an ethos and go broke and quit music or you sell your soul and you, you get a chance to roll the dice so. Yeah. And I think that like your tweet, like, cause it's a great point. It, I, I 100% oh, yeah. agree with it. I think it was mm-hmm. just kind of a case of like things getting lost in translation. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, people just wanting to be mad for no fucking reason, because that's yeah. Twitter in a nutshell is things getting lost in translation and people getting super pissed off for no fucking reason. Yeah. And it's also the fact that you kind of came off as like, well, you didn't come off as people wanted to, to read into it as you being pro NFT when you yeah. were just saying, Hey, it's, it's, People don't want to accept it now, but this is probably going to happen just because of how big it is now and how it's just going to make its way into the industry overall. But people were like, oh, you like NFTs. You're bad. You're you're killing the environment. The earth's going to die because of you. When it's just like you were just offering a completely different point of view that nobody said before. And you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is that I think that's the, you always see like people do the posts where it's like, I am going to have a wild interpretation of a tweet that you made and I'm going to mm-hmm. pretend you said this thing and I'm going to be yeah. upset. And it's like, what if we talked about it? And I think exactly. that's the thing about it is that's starting no fun, a con starting a conversation. Tyler. <laughs> and, and what if we talked about it without you just talking down to me the whole time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just I, shutting I, me I, down. I have a bunch of DMs about that. People were like, I disagree with your opinion, but I, I have to say, like, you handled talking to everybody well. And I was like, 
I come from Facebook. I lived in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've seen things. God. Yeah. I, I, I got real, real, real canceled when I was younger because I, and please, please understand. I was, I was young and I was dumb. It's all good. But like, uh, back in my early days, I was definitely the like, Martin Luther King wouldn't appreciate the violence that's happening. You know, like I was that <laughs> white person. Yeah. Uh, people literally called venues. My first band was playing was Holy like, shit. your singer is a Nazi. Oh my God. So yeah. like starting from there, I've learned how to dialogue on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I... I just like to look at dolls on the internet. <laughs> Fair enough. I, Me too. I have, I have. But like, apparently doll Twitter is spicy. Doll Twitter is what, very spicy. What is your spicy oh. doll take? Mm. And then they can post this on doll Twitter and they'll oh. be like, are <laughs> yeah, you yeah. telling me that Rainbow High isn't as good as Monster High? Oh my God. It's not even that. Like, it'll like people talk about like the scalping business and everything, how mm-hmm. people buy things to resell them and like mm-hmm. purposefully. And, you know, there's a lot of opinions on that. And my thing is that I, I see conversations happening all the time on Twitter. I'm just trying to look at my dolls, but as I'm scrolling <laughs> through, I'll see people talking about doll stuff and opinions about that. And also DIY Twitter and everyone has like, I saw the big discourse about uh, the band. that band Wednesday, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, which, I, can't, I can't believe how big that got, by the way. Yeah. I, it, they're okay, like writing uh, articles about it now, like massive are, articles. What? old enough to remember that same thing that happened several years ago but it was an article by a band called pomplamoose that went around diy tour postings for a long time i was just like wow history repeats itself please go on well that was the thing is that i saw i mean yeah i was like i don't with this conversation exploded to the point where like attila of all people chimed in and i was like what and my my hot take is that i'm like sometimes you don't need to have a take on everything. I agree. Mm-hmm. Here's why that hot take is wrong. <laughs> because like my whole thing is that like, you know, what I especially will die on this hill on is that when everything was happening with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything, everyone on Twitter would be like, Brad Pitt, what's your opinion on Black Lives Matter? Oh my Matter? God, yeah. Or like, they'd be like asking these random celebrities or even celebrities who do say they do activism work. And I'm like, you know, I can see performative activism, performative activism from a mile away, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't need to know Brad Pitt's take on it because he's either going to be like, yeah, I'm cool with it or no, I'm not cool with it. And either mm-hmm. way, that doesn't. Either way, he's still rich. Yeah, either yeah. way, yeah. He's, he's, he's still, exactly. I'm not gaining anything from him. You know, I mean, people are like, use your platform. And I understand that. But some people who truly don't even know how to use their platform who have it should mm-hmm. just. I feel like I just don't need to hear it. I don't need I, to hear it. I, I hear you and I'm gonna let you finish. But <laughs> I, we had this discussion the other day. Mm-hmm. Twitter is sports. It's it's NASCAR. It's you know, it's like, you know, from Florida, you know, NASCAR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People say they're there for the car, they're there for the car wreck. When the, yeah. when mm-hmm. there is a car wreck, they say, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twitter uh-huh. is everyone's bored. Until mm-hmm. they find something they can dog pile on, mm-hmm. and um, I'm so I'm coaching my my side project band on like how to use Twitter because there's another millennial running it who's like this is bad. I've never been here for my mental health. <laughs> I was like screw your mental health. You want to be the band, right? <laughs> so yeah. I was like, here's the thing: the safe tweet you can always tweet is 
not everyone needs to have an opinion on stuff because it's Mm -hmm. easy to critique people critiquing, but also we're here to see people critiquing because we want dialogue. Not all of us. Some of us are here to look at dolls. That's true. I'm just here to talk about music, man. I don't like, but it's also like when, when you start like, especially like with the BLM and stuff and everything, like when you're like, use your platform, it's like, then you get like these performative tweets that mm-hmm. nobody wanted anyway. And then you get mad when they give you performative activism, but it was like, that's what you asked for. So that's like, why are have. you mad? So I like, like, it's, it, it also crosses into the idolization thing that I yeah. like where people are like, I look up to this person and you can look up to people and you can admire their work, but to put them on a pedestal to be like, your opinion means more to me than everyone else, more yeah. than my own opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, unless they're actually producing influential change and they're making shit happen, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nothing will come of it to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's fair, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Fair. That's, that's a fair take. They ask for hot takes. I mean, it might it might I be a hot take to somebody. Like, oh, said the word NFT. No, they said what will you die? Like what hill? Yeah, yeah. I will die on that hill. Fair enough. Exactly. Right. And uh, just to bring it back to the doll thing, I just want to say, ever after high clears everything. <laughs> So, but that's that's just my team. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, let me just real quick. Well, this I would love to. Just, just two seconds. Let me just. You saw the cat already. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what do you mean they're over there? You have six walls of dolls. Room tour. Oh Room tour. <gasps> oh Holy my goodness! Shit. I yeah, I would turn the light on, but it's yeah. They're wow. over there, Ash said. So let me walk across the house. And then there's another one. <laughs> like chasing behind. Oh my god. There so many dolls There's more, there. but they're in my room and my partner's in there and I don't want to intrude. So anyhow. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a lot wow. of dolls. I respect. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. his collection and just think about how many Bucky stops they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You could you could buy out Bucky's with how many fucking uh dolls you got. Yeah. And they pay fair wages too. That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um and so for this last question, uh, if the band was in a horror movie, what movie would it be and who would die first? I mean, there's only two of you. Because I'm a little baby. Oh, God. I, I like in my head, I was like, okay, guilt would end up in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We love going to Texas. Mm-hmm, and we, we loved t- Chainsaw. No, we oh, love, love Massacre. We love <laughs> all three <laughs> but um we we love uh trusting strangers all the time just to be like maybe like hey like it's part of being in a Texas. diy band yeah that's the thing um and texas chainsaw massacre i think i don't want to say i would die first but i'm getting the feeling that i i may not make it i i get too scared when i'm like at a venue and someone across the street is like raising their voice at someone else i'm like mm-hmm. i freeze so i'm like i i don't think i would make it but okay. that's i feel like yeah. tyler would like outsmart their way out of it i you de- yeah. i get to do I, that i would tell the villain how to do their job better you can't tell <laughs> so you join to- them I, so i was um i was uh just watching this film uh windfall just came out it's on netflix it's got that guy jesse who's in like every movie right now and a movie guy who was in i love you man and actor names are escaping me Um, but yeah the premise of the film is um uh the guy was staying in a very thinly veiled uh 
metaphor for like Bezos's mansion while he's out and a guy comes home early and he's like, well, I'm going to, I need to rob you and like take your money. And he's like, they're like, how much money do you want? He's like 50 grand. And they start laughing at him. They're like, you need more than that. And this, you're going to need passports. Oh. You're going to need this. And they're like, you're probably going to want like 250 grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be me. Um, <laughs> I so our, our drummer, Allie is the comedy relief character okay okay so do they get killed off second is that right if we're going by the, i'm gonna go by the the cabin in the woods rules and they know usually they get killed off third okay yeah like usually like they're almost the last one and then that yeah. really like breaks your heart because they have to get you through the entire movie with comedy relief and it's yeah. like the last like 15 minutes they, they just kind of kill them off and if they're yeah. your drummer they can do but i'm Every single time they make a joke, <laughs> and and she does. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think between the three of us, honestly, I have the most. I'm the most like outwardly dickish, so it would make sense to kill me second because it'd be more gratifying for the audience. Yeah, no. Allie go first, and I feel like you've got some final girl energy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that's the thing. Or even like, uh, like I keep referencing Cabin in the Woods about the whole like how they had like the you gotta kill them in a certain order yeah. because of like how well, the movies to. go yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but they ended up effing up the order anyways I don't know nobody wants to see like the douchebag character survive yeah <laughs> exactly because then you you walk away hating the movie yeah just like yeah. why why yeah. yeah yeah I mean my favorite final girl is uh as Sydney from Scream she's like oh the best yeah. oh Scream yeah oh yeah all right uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys like to plug? Uh, I, sorry, which one of you dies first in the movie? Do you both die? I honestly, I Shane, how both survive? I'm not a movie guy or a horror movie guy. I'm definitely not a horror movie guy. I don't. So I don't. Just kill me first because I don't want to be there. I, I mean, probably, honestly, like there would probably be a killer and I would just walk towards him. I'd be like, let's just get this over with now. I don't want to be here. I'm scared. Let's just get get rid of me. See, every time my family, every like October, my family and I watch like plenty of horror movies. And every time my family's like, "Ooh, like, what if we were in this situation? My answer is always like, I just off myself like the second like any of this starts happening. Oh, so yeah. I wouldn't go by like the hands of like the killer. It would just be me, like seeing like one hint of something happening, and be like, "Oh, mm-mm. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not doing yeah. this." Dead did yeah. that, which like you know, this is the closest I was gonna get to something spooky because it was a comedy. I love Shaun of the Dead. But Shaun of the Dead, they oh, have I love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, obviously they're closing in, and they saved one bullet for themselves. Like you, mm-hmm. that's a basic tenet of these things. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and a lot of films don't touch on that. No. That's an important life lesson. If you're listening, save one. <laughs> <laughs> This life sucks. Keep one bullet at all times. No. No. On that note, that (laughs) sure that can be your hot take. That might get you canceled. I don't know. That That might might get you canceled harder than the MT. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, no. Guilt is canceled. Would you guys like to plug anything as your last words? We have an EP coming out. <laughs> never talking again, and uh, we're going to Europe and the UK. If yeah. you, even if you don't like our band, that's fucked up. But you that know, is very fucked up. Even if we're canceled, uh, listen to Unity TX. 
Yes. You listen to Kind Eyes. Listen to Callous Dow Boys. Listen to Callous Dow Boys. Listen to Dollskin. Yes. Listen to both Sound Altar and the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir. Every band we worked with on this are like good friends of ours. And we're going to Europe, but honestly, I got to make music with my friends. So, Aww. hell yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been guilt, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>